we continue with the Daily Sports Feed on ESPN Harrisonburg. I am Dave Rigger. It's a pleasure to have you along. Let's talk here in the offseason to Kurt Signetti, the head football coach at James Madison. A rare appearance for Coach here in the offseason. Coach, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, man. We're back at it. You know, these coaches were on the road in May and went about a month and didn't see each other. I had Sunbelt meetings, and then we had our little caravan. And So, you know, we're trying to tie this recruiting board together and get our pecking order and got camps coming up, official visits. Our freshmen and newcomers are here. The whole team's here working out with strength and conditioning staff. And uh, so a lot going on. Uh, The offseason is – a lot different than it used to be, I'll tell you that. Well, we were just joking off the air that, you know, the change in college athletics, and we'll talk about some of that, but it has changed in a hurry, and you mentioned you've got to keep up, but you do, don't you? It's it's just a different world right now. Yeah, you got to keep up or you're going to fall behind and, uh, you know, respond to the changes and position yourself for success internally and externally. And, uh, you know, in June now you're, you're dealing with official visits, which you really didn't do in the past. Uh, you know, obviously we've started a collective, uh, for NIL, which is critical, uh, to our short term and long term success, you know, until the NCAA and Congress get their arms around this thing. Uh, so yeah, a lot going on. And, uh, but I feel good about where we're at. You know, since you brought up the collective, I want to start right there with the Montpelier Collective as that was announced a couple of weeks ago. How critical is that for you and your program and all the programs at JMU, but especially for you guys? That That's something that, that needed to be done, right? Needed to be done. Can't compete without it. Not today. Um, it's just it's where we are in athletics. And, uh, you know, NIL opportunities uh, for your team uh, to be able to retain uh, you know, people on your roster and eventually be able to go out and also recruit, uh, you know, in the portal, uh, key guys, uh, competition's doing it. You've got to do it. If not, it's going to show up on the field pretty quickly. I was going to say that changes recruiting in a, in a, a lot, doesn't it? I mean, you've, you've got to compete with a lot of different things out there from bigger schools. You've already seen the last couple of years, some guys move on to, to the power fives to, to maybe have opportunities like that. That's just something that um, and you mentioned the, the NCAA and Congress trying to get their arms around it. Do you think that'll happen at some point pretty soon? I think it's going to happen eventually uh, where there's just some transparency uh, you know, with the whole thing, but it could be two or three years. Nobody really knows for sure. And, uh, you're right. You know, you develop guys, they become really good players and then they move on to the SEC for six figures two, three $300,000. That's a lot of money. It's hard to blame a guy, uh, for taking that kind of money, uh, because, you know, it, it can, uh, be a platform to set him up for success in life long term. Uh, don't like it, but it's it's a reality. So, got to use it to your advantage. We're talking about Kurt Signetti, head football coach at James Madison. Is they're in the off season right now? I don't know if there really is an off season. It's just all part of uh, part of what happens during college football now. But you mentioned going on the caravan um, a couple weeks ago. Talk about that and just getting out with uh, with all the the fans and and all the folks that that love JMU football and basketball and all the sports. But was that fun to get out and about with all the folks? Yeah, we had a good time. You know, Jeff and Scooter, the two basketball coaches, myself, traveled for four days, Richmond, Virginia Beach, two days in Northern Virginia. Got to see a lot of uh, people that love JMU, really support the program, new donors, you know, send our message out there, what's important, pick up some new donors, things like that, share some, you know, good stories and some laughs. So, you know, it, it was really a nice change of pace. 
And then you mentioned the Sunbelt meetings as well. Talk about those a little bit and how those went for you. Were you uh, now one year into the Sunbelt? Let's start right there. One year into the Sunbelt, how did it go for you being in this new league, being in the FBS? Um, is, was, is it what you expected it to be? Well, you know, these meetings are informational and, and they're structured and you, different things you talk about, different speakers. Um, I think everybody uh, had a better idea who I was this year and who we were, <laughs> <laughs> you know, compared to the last year. Uh, but no, it's good. I always enjoy those, getting a chance to kind of see the other head coaches and kind of get your juices going a little bit too. Uh, it's always got my juices going because I'm so competitive. Uh, it was in a nice venue and, uh, yeah, there was a lot of good information passed along there too, uh, from the NCAA and, you know, what they're trying to get done short term, long term and, and, you know, different things. So yeah, it was good. Any major changes uh, rules wise or anything like that, that, that will happen this season. Uh I think the biggest one in terms of the, uh, the way the game is played is, the clock running after first downs when the ball goes out of bounds, except for the last two minutes of the half, you know, to speed the game up. Um, there's some other things that are sort of minor. Uh, so, you know, I think in every sport, what you're seeing because of television and people, uh, you know, attached to their phones and their computers and want instant gratification, everybody's trying to shorten the game <laughs> a little bit, you know. And uh, so that, that was a big thing. Do you like that change? Uh, you know, I don't like it. I don't dislike it. I, 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 we'll adjust to it, uh, make sure we understand the rule and the implications uh, of the rule in terms of how it affects the game. Uh, I'm neutral on that one. How do you how do you feel it'll affect the game? Well, do you feel like you'll have to change much uh, with, with that rule change? Uh, they're, they're talking five or six plays less a game yeah. uh, on average. So, uh, you know, to me, it's not a big deal. Okay, we're talking to JMU football coach Kurt Signetti here this summer, and you know you've got a camp coming up this week. Um, how crucial are these camps? I'm sure you guys get to see so many Stony student athletes come in, and you've gotten a lot, a ton of guys. Um, you can recruit this way and bring them on campus. You can see them firsthand, kind of get a hands-on look at them. Uh, how crucial are these camps for you guys as far as recruiting goes? They're important. Uh, you know, we really make an effort to get the guys here, and uh, we've got six camps on campus, one-day camps. Uh, your, the NCAA allows you 10 evaluation opportunities in June, so six camps on campus, uh, four days we go out to other camps, evaluate guys. We've already used those days. And uh, so we've gotten quite a few commitments out of our camp, and uh, now the balancing act now is the official visit. Uh, in June. And we'll probably redo our June schedule next year, free up a few more weekends for those. We'll have official visits in June uh, this year, but I, I think everything is speeding up a little bit in terms of guys making their decisions sooner. So you, you've got to have your junior evaluation, sophomore evaluation done a little earlier, kind of know who you want, uh, you know, heading into June. Uh, but there's always guys that are going to emerge uh, their senior year because, you know, these are young people, 16, 17 years old, and, you know, their bodies change and, and uh, their production levels change. So, um, you know, it's, it's definitely a balancing act. How different is the schedule now with, with the official visits in June? Is that a lot different than it used to be? I think, uh, yeah, no question about it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're just, Whereas June used to be sort of camp, 
opponents, you know, a little bit of free time. Uh, now it's uh, pedal to metal. It, it's a grind. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, we put together our gym schedule. In fact, uh, this morning, Marcus and I already put some time uh, into next June schedule and how we can revamp that, make it more effective for us. So, uh, you know, it's definitely a busy month. Uh, we'll have a lot of people in here, a lot of prospects, camp and, and official visits, a lot of evaluation, and then, uh, you know, cut the staff loose for about three weeks there at the end of June, July, and then uh, come back, get ready for uh, August camp. I was going to say early June, there's probably no no more free time, right? It's all, you mentioned pedal the metal right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I try, I've always tried to give the guys mini vacation over Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. You know, give them the Friday before and then the Tuesday after as a travel day, and they get back out uh, on Wednesday. So, you know, that's not going to change because they, they just don't get many days off. There's so many weekends we work in this business. Yeah, no question. We're talking to Kurt Signetti, head football coach at James Madison. And, you know, talk a little bit about recruiting. And I guess I want to start with your – Let's start with your your thought on what happened when the waiver was denied. Um, I'm guessing it wasn't a surprise to you because you knew that was that that could certainly happen. Um, I'm guessing you were disappointed by that ruling by the NCAA, weren't you? Yeah, I was a little bit. Uh, I had a sense it was coming. Uh, just the vibe I was getting uh, a month month or two prior. Uh, I think we handled it really well with our team. Uh, as soon as it went down. Um, based on the feedback uh, that we've received. And, uh, you know, there's no self-imposed limitations on how many games we can win. And, uh, you know, which, uh, you know, we got a 12-game schedule and we play well, we win 12 games, right? And and receive a lot of national attention. Uh, but in terms of the recruiting class we're putting together now, uh, you know, next year we're fully eligible. We're eligible for that $3 million paycheck uh, from the Sun Belt. Uh, the BCS is going to expand to 12 teams. The highest-ranked group of five team will get an automatic qualifier into that. And then in 26, that BCS uh, TV contract is going to be uh, rewritten, and the distribution levels are going to change. So, uh, you know, we got to get through this one a little bit uh, in terms of, you know, not having that carrot out there to play in the conference championship if we're good enough to play in it. But, you know, that remains to be seen. This team's got a lot of question marks. I think we've got a lot of good players returning. But, uh, you know, we've got a very difficult schedule, uh, I think a lot tougher than last year's schedule. When you look at, you know, going on the road uh, three times in a row, game two, three, and four against Virginia, Troy, and Utah State, and then coming back in South Alabama, who was number two uh, last year in the West, and, you know, and then get an open date. George Southern then got to go to Marshall on Thursday night. When you travel on Thursday night, that's tough. So, uh, but you know, that's what athletics is all about is meeting the challenges and overcoming obstacles. And, uh, you know, our team's always found a way to do that, but you know, it's early right now. We, we just got to have a great summer and pay the price in terms of our preparation and the things we do this summer. We're talking to Jamie football coach Kurt Signetti. And, you know, once that ruling came down and you talked to your team, were you concerned that there might be some guys that, that would that would leave the program just because you couldn't play for a championship this year? Did you have to re-recruit any guys? I was concerned, but uh, fortunately they stuck with us. Uh, you know, of course, Uku uh, left, but 
you know, that may have happened uh, before the ruling. Right. I can't recall. Yeah, that. it did. And, it I, did. and I think in his mind, you know, that's what he was going to do. It was his seventh year here. And, you know, he had big money out there. That says so, a lot about yeah, the character what, of your guys, doesn't it? That they wanted to stick around and be a part of this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got great culture. These guys got a lot of pride. They like playing here. And uh, so um, we got a good nucleus coming back. Now, did it hurt a little bit in possibly trying to get a few guys in from the transfer portal where they're the, maybe they have a year left, the guys you're looking at, and then all of a sudden, okay, they, they can't play for the Sunbelt Championship? Did that hurt a little bit, do you think? I don't think so. Um, I'll be honest with you, right now the portal's all about NIL uh, up front on the good players, the guys that are productive, uh, you know, that uh, have a body of work. Um you know, the Power Five teams all have it, and they've got a lot of it. There's a lot of group of five teams that have it up front for portal guys. You know, we have not up to this point. Uh, plan on progressing to that point. Um, so, but the guys we got, I think, are good developmental guys with multiple years left that I think can assimilate the program, be productive players for us. Is that something you look for? And again, you can't talk about some of the guys that have recently committed just because uh, they haven't officially signed, but guys with multiple years left in the portal, is that something that you look at a lot so you can um, develop them even even more and, and become more ingrained in your culture? Yeah, I think if you're taking a guy maybe that doesn't have the stats, right? Okay, now you're looking at his character, uh, what other people in the program say about him, can he develop into a guy, positions of need in 24 and 25. You know, you've got your depth chart in 24 already marked out what your needs are going to be in 24. you got to look ahead, you know, so you're fully loaded every year. And roster management, uh, you know, that, that's a very fluid dy- dynamic right now uh, with the portal being like it is. Is that a huge challenge? Again, we've talked a lot about roster management, but that's a, a major challenge right now. It's so much different than even a couple of years ago. Yeah, it is. You just got to be on top of it. Uh, you know, what could happen? you got a guy now, but, you know, he's a young guy. He could make all conference, and next year you're going to have people coming after him. You know, making sure you got enough able bodies at every position. It's a challenge. There's no doubt about it. We're talking to Jamie football coach Kurt Signetti. And how do you feel about recruiting um, as far as moving forward? I know you just got a commitment for the 24 class. And this, how, how far out are you looking at? Are you mainly looking at 24s right now, or are you looking at some 25s as well? Well, when our guys are out on the road in May, they're getting 25 names, and we'll see 25s in camp, too. You know, I give these guys pretty good freedom on offers on 25s because that's what everybody else in America is doing right now. Um, but the 24s we're really honed in on uh, getting a pecking order. Uh, you know, we do have an announced commitment, a silent commitment. You know, there could be a few more uh, coming here. And, uh, you know, you got um, numbers by position. Um, I've locked pretty much locked the assistant coaches in the staff room the last three days. We've been grinding. <laughs> Have you seen a major change? And this is kind of our first chance to talk to you about this. Is just now with the change to to the Sun Belt in the FBS, you've been in a year. Are you seeing? Are you able now to to add a different type of athlete than you could a couple of years ago? Is it a major change now being at this level? Yeah, it's definitely with stepped up. In terms of the kind of guy we're involved with, uh, they're guys that have a uh, group of five offers, uh, maybe some P5s. At the end of the day, the P5 schools, they still got so much more money than you do in NIL money. Yeah. You know what I mean? No question. They just, 
They just do. And uh, so, you know, the Sunbelt schools uh, were competing against primarily, I would say. And uh, the AAC schools also, uh, who still have a little bit more money and NIL up front. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but, uh, you know, a lot of the guys that we're recruiting also maybe have a BC offer or a West Virginia offer. Some of the P5s are struggling a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Virginia, Virginia Tech have been taking more kids out of the state, uh, maybe that we normally would have gotten, but we've opened up other areas too. Some of the border states have been much more productive for us since we've moved up. We're down to Jamie football coach Kurt Signetti for a few more minutes. And, you know, coach, when, when you look at recruiting, do you feel like you will jump to another level when this collective starts to really get rolling? If we can get this thing rolling the way we need to, yeah. you know, we got to be able to compete with in recruiting uh, with the people we go head to head with. I mean, you know, when Charlotte goes out and hires a billionaire and he's got his own foundation and they're throwing the money around like they are and Liberty, you know, with the money they got, uh, I mean, we compete against those people. Now there's still enough good players to go around. And, and the thing we have here is we have a great culture and we have a tradition and our guys, uh, you know, have a confidence level and standards and expectations. And I think we've got a good blueprint. I think we develop guys. I think we do a good job of coaching. And at the end of the day, a lot of these guys, when you watch them back to back to back, there's not much difference in a lot of these guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, you know, you got to develop them. You get them in a good culture. They're around good people. They thrive. And some of the better players we've had here really, like Antoine Wells, didn't have many offers. You know what I mean? Chris Thornton didn't either. So, uh, you know, we just need guys, uh, bring guys in here that we like and we'll develop them and we'll win. You mentioned your coaching staff a bunch, and and again, those are a lot of the guys that are that are helping these guys develop and get better. How how beneficial is it to pretty much keep your staff? Again, Coach Holly's the only one that, that's come on board this year, but everybody else is still on board. The continuity that you have with your staff and now being together for quite some time now, um, that's very beneficial. That's important for you, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, Brian Haynes is going on year nine. Mike's going on year eight. Robo year seven. You know, Derek, I think this is his fourth season. Uh, you know, that's a critical job he has. You know, uh, we've got good continuity here. Now, you know, uh, familiarity, uh, you know, still you got to be able to keep guys on their toes and make sure that, you know, we have a sense of urgency every day and nobody's getting comfortable. But I do a pretty good job, I think, of, you know, making sure that doesn't happen. Uh, and uh, because, you know, this is such competitive business, the, such a fine line between winning and losing. Uh, but you know, we got great coaches here, uh, really good people that understand what we're trying to get done. And, and I do think it's an edge. Talk about Derek a little bit and, and, and what happens this, this summer for your guys. Again, you guys can't work with them one-on-one, but the, but the strength staff certainly can and get after it. Talk about kind of what happens for the guys this summer here, these, these next couple months. Yeah, he, he works them out four days a week. Wednesday is a recovery day, but they're still doing a few things. You know, Derek's high tech. He's really intelligent, and it's more than just lifting weights. You know, it's uh, body composition, nutrition, explosive power, flexibility, speed, and quickness. He's got a nice staff down there. Does a great job. I have total confidence in him. He loves what he does. Uh, he, he's a key guy in the program. There's no doubt about it. And we've had great results in the summer. You know, how, how, how locked in – I'm sure you've talked to Derek every single day and find out what's going on. Is, is that kind of how you find out about everything, what, what's happening this summer? 
Yeah, we'll get the daily report, especially early on when they first come back. And then, uh, you know, as, as we move into the summer, maybe, uh, you know, three times a week, we'll get the update. Uh, you know, the guys will have uh, about a week off over the fourth, come back, and then four or five days off before camp starts. So, um, you know, he, he does a great job, and I have 100% confidence in him. Our guys come back ready to go. I like the way they worked in the spring. I'm sure we'll have a, a great summer, although I cannot assume that. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, so, um, you know, get ready to tee it up. Are all your newcomers here the freshmen and transfers? They are now, yes. How, I'm, I'm guessing that's exciting to kind of – do you get a do you get a chance to meet with them at all, talk to them? Can you do that in the summer? Yeah, the co- we're, coaches are allowed to meet with them and have uh, meetings. There's an hour restriction. Um uh, we haven't had the opportunity quite yet just because, you know, we were apart for a month as a staff and we're trying to really get this recruiting thing. Today will probably be our last full day on this. And then they'll start meetings tomorrow. That'll be fun to kind of see some of the newcomers and, and, and see what they can do and hear from Derek how they're doing. I mean, you can learn a lot here the, the next couple of months about how, how these newcomers might fit in right away. Oh, yeah. But you'll learn more in August. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's no doubt about that. It'll be here before you know it. There's no question. And, you know, I want to ask about Jordan Swan. I'm going to have him on later this week. He was able to sign a contract with the Ravens. That's always fun to see a, a former athlete uh, get a chance at the next level. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Baltimore close to where he grew up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's in camp, so he's got an opportunity, and he's just got to take advantage of his opportunities every single day. Are you surprised that, that Todd, KT, some of those guys don't have any contracts? Well, they might. It's not over yet. You know, they were in camp, and but you know, it's tough, man. It's tough to get into that league, and yeah. uh, but sometimes persistence pays off. There's a lot of different avenues in the league. You look at Kurt Warner, who was a arena ball guy and now, now a Hall of Famer. So, you know, I think it comes down to like, uh, you know, those guys just being persistent, staying with it, and then you know, then the time comes, like, you know, okay, is, is it time to go into my life's work or not? You know what right. I mean? Yeah, no question. Well, Coach, we'll let you go. I appreciate it. It's camp season for you guys. You've got a camp coming up this weekend, official visits. It's always a busy time. But, Coach, thank you so much for your time. We'll catch up again soon. All right, Dave. Thanks, buddy.